From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. It feels this so is why you should love the grind that our founding fathers knew to implement in our so-called republic. Because there are still Republican senators that can't figure out Operation Invade and Implode. There are still Republican senators who are going to work with short stairs. And this is the real problem I have. Everyone knows that Joe Biden is not only a traitor and a thief, but is incapable of doing or understanding anything. And yet he asks for more power. There's been a little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the first lady's husband contracting COVID. Millions of Americans have used Paxlovid. Paxlovid, excuse me. Paxlovid. I, I think it's, I used it. Right now, in all 50 states in the District of Columbia, seven. Okay, so now that bubbling idiot wants more power. First of all, all he has to do is what the job is described in doing. You have to make sure our laws are implemented and faithfully followed. The laws that have been on the books since you could form a sentence, since you could remember your address, since your socks were not wet, and the idea that he wants more power? With executive authority, or is there more you could do? That's all I can do. Give me the power. I've asked for the very day I got it off. Give me the border control. Give me the people, give me the people, the judges. Give me the people who can stop this and make it work right. So he took a problem that was at an 85-year low and he expanded it to a new record high. But that's because that's the intention. That's the intention. And to watch the Republicans continue to work for him like this moron Senator Lankford and this hokey-pokey nonsense of bills and thousands of pages, is he too stupid to know that this is about funding more money to cover up the waste, fraud, and abuse that every one of these rat Democrats has always cultivated in? And yes, we're going to get to Congresswoman Bush after this. It would be absolutely absurd for me to agree to 5,000 people a day. This bill focuses on getting us to zero illegal crossings a day. There's no amnesty. It increases the number of Border Patrol agents. It increases asylum officers. It increases detention beds so we can quickly detain and then deport individuals. It ends catch and release. It focuses on additional deportation flights out. It but. changes our asylum process so that people get a fast asylum screening at a higher standard and then get returned back to their home country. This is not about letting 5,000 people in a day. This is the the most misunderstood section of this proposal. And let me tell you briefly what it is. Uh, the, in the last four months, we've had seven days. In four months, we've had seven days uh, that we had less than 5,000 people. This is set up for if you have a rush of people coming at the border, the border closes down. No one gets in. This is not this is not someone standing at the border with a little clicker saying, I'm going to let one more in. We're at 4,999 and then it has to stop. It is a shutdown of the border and everyone actually gets turned around. Okay. That's the focus that we have right now is how do we actually intervene in this administration and turn people around? This is why not they're all lawyers, in. because the bills are written with legal ambiguity. That's not what the bill says at all. 
Not at all. So there may be some initial measurement. You get to that rolling 5,000 in a week, and then it's zero from that point on. But there is some initial measurement. Our, our Bill Malugin is reporting that the number would dial back then to about 3750 a day at the border. And then once you hit that for about two weeks, the gates would open again. Uh, can you confirm or deny that? Yeah, it's not. Again, it's not gates opening. That's a misunderstanding of the bill itself. It's how many. The bill was crafted to be misunderstood so they can each go back to their district and say, winner, we won. And that's why in the year 2024, we're still in the circumstance as if we had no immigration laws before the Dimwood and Diapers stole the most important office. As if there was no laws on the books and we got to redo the whole government again. And then they sweep the billions and hundreds of billions that they've misappropriated under the rug. See, that's what Lankford is participating in. When all you need to do is shut down everything until they actually enforce the laws that have been on the books since Joe Biden knew his phone number. Can you do that? Can you go back to that rule? And this is why more and more people are, are deceived to thinking you have a Republican Party. You do not have a Republican Party. You have profiteers of policies, and you have we the people who want it to stop constantly. In the meantime, we the people are led by who exactly? Who are these, these mystical, magical politicians? Imagine being a mom or a dad. Look at your child. You know the needs of the very to live to live. And she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency. And Biden's being a cop. I sometimes wonder. There are no standards. There's nothing he could do. He could come out and soil his trousers in front of the world, and he'd still have people that tell you how great he is. Is it his position, then, that there's nothing all or that he can do uh, on migration, that this is the limit to his authority? The president, I think, on the just a moment ago, that certainly he feels that there are things that are within his power, but there are also things that are not within his power, that he's looking for a congressional authority to do uh, in order to step up border security. He didn't say any of that. But you got some lipstick moron to come out there and put lipstick on the pig. That is this dimwit in diapers as he mentally misfires every time he opens his frackin' mouth. Anyway, I wonder, <laughs> how are you, baby? How old are you? How old are you? Almost double figures. <laughs> and in the meantime, what he said at the, at the church the day before, is something that people should pay attention to. Another reason to impeach the unelected elections thief, asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, some call president. Look, today, more Americans, more black Americans have health insurance than ever in history. A promise made and a promise kept. I promise to help ease accumulated student debt for millions of folks carrying during the crisis of the pandemic. Supreme Court blocked me, but it didn't stop me. I found another way to help more than 3.7 million people. Teachers, nurses, police officers, firefighters with $130 billion in relief. Do you understand what he just did there? He admitted to circumventing and nullifying the Supreme Court and his authority. He admitted to breaking the rules. But the Democrats like that. I mean, after all, the Democrats who are the most notable, there's not a scandal that could bring them down. Not one. 
Some breaking news from Capitol Hill. We know that the Justice Department launched an investigation, and now we know that it's into Democratic lawmaker Cory Bush for alleged... You remember which one she is, right, Squirrel? If you think you might commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. When you find yourself about to commit sexual assault, blow the whistle until someone else stops you. See, the morons need representation too, Squirrel. And she is the moron representative elected by morons. And now they're figuring out she's stealing money that would make that mayor in Dalton blush. Misuse of funds because just moments ago she released a statement confirming that. Julie, what more can you tell us about what uh, the congresswoman has to say? Yeah, Chris, it's a lengthy statement. This is the first time we are hearing from Congresswoman Bush since we had reporting uh, that the House Sergeant-at-Arms was served this grand jury subpoena. I want to read you a part of that lengthy statement. She says in part, quote, I have not used any federal tax dollars for personal security services. Any reporting that I have used federal funds for personal security is simply false. She then goes on to say we are fully cooperating in this investigation. She also, Chris, in this blames right-wing media for propagating uh, this information, which she calls false. But nonetheless, this is a pretty serious matter. The fact that the House Sergeant at Arms was served with this grand jury subpoena on Monday, the fact that this was entered into the House record on the floor. This process, of course, as all grand jury processes are in secret. Of course, we don't expect to find out more information. When- we'll never find out. And she's a Democrat. And like every other Democrat so-called misappropriation, it'll get squashed under the rugs. And why? Because the Republicans are in the same skullduggery. The Republicans play the same game, whether it's senators or congressmen. And we process and actually deport. When you raise the standard for people coming across, when you increase the detention beds, when you increase deportation flights, you're not letting people in. And people are thinking about how the Biden administration is running it now. Right now, the Biden administration is allowing, for instance, 1,500 people a day just to come to the ports of entry, get a work permit, and get released in the country. People coming between ports of entry get what's called a... See, if only we had a Congress. If only we had Republicans that understood. All Joe Biden has to do is simply enforce the existing laws on the books. That's it. But they don't want to do it because this is where they make their money. So now Lankford could go back. See, I'm fighting for you. And in the meantime, we could have stopped it during, what, about three months ago when we had the new speaker and he could have just stopped funding the collapse that is our government. In the meantime, How's the other policies going of the enemies domestic in this country? The ones that bribed Joe Biden and put him in office way back in the 70s. You know, the horseheads, the Teamsters. How are their negotiations going? What is the well-being of society because of the unions in America? Breaking in the WRL Live Center, UPS announces it is cutting 12,000 jobs. That's about 2.5% of the company's total workforce, which employs 500,000 people around the world. UPS says softer demand and higher union labor costs led to the job losses. And you may remember in July, UPS... It's all right. How much did they get an hour? What was their fee? It was ridiculous, right? Weren't they asking for like $65 an hour? What'd they settle on, Squirrel? Agreed to a contract with the Teamsters Union that pushed the full-time average pay for a worker to $49 an hour. Well, now there's 12,000 less workers. And by the way, there were another 7,000 that were fired during the process. This is what it looks like when you don't stand for principles and you keep going along to get along. Before you know it, Republican senators are telling you bills are good and Republican congressmen are funding the collapse of our society. In the meantime, it's very obvious what's happening. Operation invade and implode. And it's going to continue to happen. 
because there's a lot of money in this kind of corruption. And they cover up all of the failings in their own little cultivated Marxist mafia areas like Chicago or New York. In fact, that's what they're counting on, the absolute and total bailout. And there's no reason why it won't come. After all, the Democrats will put in Cori Bush or they'll put in this mental misfit. The Defense Department that has the ability to calculate in the Energy Department do a million billion calculations per second. Think about And he admitted the day before that he circumvented the Supreme Court because he wanted to buy off people who wanted something for nothing because they'll vote Democrat the next time. Doesn't matter what he does. And causing the economy to grow faster is a consequence of that. And another 25,000 people a month, beginning next month, are going to start to get their student loans forgiven because they're getting notified with a letter from me, you're about to get that relief. Not the three, though, that got killed uh, uh, during the drone attack that our military fumbled. Not the hundreds that are dying on a daily basis or getting shot on a daily basis that our government doesn't notify about. And none of the thousands that have been operating as mercenaries in covert operations, all funded by us and the Pentagon that can account for 50 cents out of every dollar we give it. See, you have one chance to negotiate with these scoundrels. Stop the money! 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Don't be depressed, squirrel, about the chips in the brain. That's the greatest sign to get rid of these Democrats. They say they can make you smarter overnight. Somebody get one to 1600 Pennsylvania. That's an address that Joe Biden doesn't know. What you'd think about helping you do that is my job. That's a president's job as well. It's the reason why we're sort of the viewed as ugly Americans. Huh? The first frost. You know what was happening. It had to put on their windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. What a stupid son of a bitch. Had a resolution passed. Everybody thought it was nuts. Said they were going to build a railroad from Riyadh all the way to England going underwater. tuition and health care. Just ignore the fact that he uh, soiled himself on stage and can't figure out which way he's supposed to go. Tom and Blue Island. Sean, dittos. Sean, it's usual you hit with something right on the head. So, this scumbag lawyer here, Lankford, I don't know, maybe he's got a lobbying job set up or maybe he doesn't want to be a senator anymore. But by definition, He's talking about 5000 or 8000 it's 3000 whatever thousand, it's all BS anyway. That's a statement by definition that they could do something to stop these people coming in. And he's saying nothing can be done until this bill is passed. You say it all the time, Sean, Republicans are as big a scumbags as Democrats. I, I think it's and, almost worse, Tom. And I love Kevin from Austin, Texas. He'll call you at some point today and say, we need to get involved. It's over. Yeah. They won. I'll call you. I'll tell you what. I think it's even worse because Lankford tried to say that that wasn't in there. It was the reporter that pointed it out. See, that's the important thing. Lankford did what the Republican scumbags do. He came out and told you how much you're winning. When the reality is, all we've ever, ever had to do was enforce enforce the laws that were on the books for a decade. Enforce the laws that were on the books 
when Clinton was in office. Simple. Enforce the laws. They don't want to talk about it. In the meantime, Trump's the bad guy. When I'm president, instead of trying to send Texas a restraining order, I will send them reinforcements. You've got 300 Illinois National Guards who a week ago were playing with their families. Now they're on their way to some third world goat Casanova hellhole to defend somebody else's border. That's the fact. And in the meantime, you want us to believe we can't defend our own border? The laws have been on the books for decades. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use... I know I play it every day, Squirrel. You know why? Because as much as I tell them not to listen, they listen. And I want them to hear, because I want them to see there's no Democrat party, just this gangster government. I want to rub their face in it like a dog that defecated on the rug, because that's the only way they can learn. In the meantime, how's all their uh, their schemes going and their plans of spending and their eco-Nazi utopia? Ford is scaling back production of its F-150 Lightning pickup truck as demand for electric vehicles softens. The automaker on Friday said it would cut production at its Michigan Rouge Electric Vehicle Center to one shift starting April 1st. Oh, 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 you're just negotiating. What about the three shifts? No three shifts? What about the new contract? Go home. The move comes just three months after General Motors postponed the opening of a $4 billion EV plant, also in Michigan, by a... Oh, yeah, that, that plant where you're going to put the money? We're not doing that anymore. Keep going. Welfare. Though your, your student loans are going to be forgiven. Morons. Absolute morons. Give them the chip. Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, uh, thanks for mentioning my garage band soiled himself on stage. Anytime. Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? And this is serious. How can we not get stuff in front of the Supreme Court, but they got that stuff for that overruling a caught in a barbed wire? in front of the Supreme Court in less than a week. Standing, Why do we got to wait? Standing is a legal years? barrier created by these sophomoric pseudo-intellectual frauds so that they don't have to address pertinent issues, only the ones they want. Otherwise, the if we had to... standing, none of these policies would be implemented. Do you think, it, you have, I... you think it's, it's constitutional to have Social Security? No, of course not. It's not constitutional. It's the definition of communism. Go ahead. So the next thing I want to I want to talk about is you remember when they unloaded the 13 Marines that died and he looked at his watch 13 times because he thought he was going to miss his pudding at the White House. Yeah. Is he going to look at his watch when they unload these three guys when they bring them back? Well, two guys and a girl. That's going to look at his watch or is, or is, or is he even? No, gonna... no, no. You're wrong. It's two girls and a guy. Two oh, women. I didn't know that. Two women and a man. And they were all friends. Know. And they were all from Georgia. And they were all black. And they will all be forgotten by tomorrow at lunch because the Democrats don't care. Just up the welfare and they'll vote for anything or anybody. The Nobel laureates in, in, in the economy, on the economists and the economics. Uh-huh. If you served your time, you shouldn't be designed. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be deprived. So the bad news for you all is I'm here because of you. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust. We're in a session of... (laughs) 
My younger sister used to be three years younger than me. Now she's 23 years younger. It was not. His father had thin walls. He could hear all kinds of bad things. Maybe that's what scarred him. Uh, Dawn in Crystal Lake. Sean, Sean, dear. Yeah. Remember just a few years ago, a few short years ago, you told your audience, let them come, let them come. Mm-hmm. And when I called you on it, mm-hmm. you told me they just want to work. No, that's well, you're taking it out of context. Because what I said, and I remember explicitly because I say it often, you have a better chance of those people who don't speak our language, who are fleeing the kind of corruption that you and the Chicago Democrats got used to. You loved it. You know how many guys right now voted Democrat all their life? All tough guys. All guys who watch and pinch pennies. They voted for the mafia all their life. You got a better chance of the illegal alien pulling his head out of his ass and throwing these rat Democrats on the street than you do Chicago Democrats. Because all they want is welfare cheese. And they'll pull that lever for this dimwood in diapers or any other short-in-the-pants mafia member. You're right. I still believe it. The illegal alien that's here fleeing the corruption that he that that we accept, the Venezuelan, the, the Havana, the Soviet Union, they're the ones that'll turn it away before the sixth generation. Chicago Democrat, how you doing? You're right. You proved me right again, Don. Thanks for reminding me. We'll be back after this. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. The other context that my comments are always in when it comes to immigration is it wouldn't be an issue if it wasn't for a welfare system that qualifies people instantaneously of all citizen standings. It's an outrageous welfare system outrageous meant to do exactly what it's doing destroy the principles of property rights you see because then you have the virtuous needy against the worker greedy right that's what we're doing here so when you have these these democrat mafia states that decades ago nullified immigration law so that they could implode our welfare structure bring them bring them all i'm having fun watching it you want to you Squirrel. It's like when politicians are running against each other. The only time they ever tell the truth is when they call the other guy a liar. I personally like it. The part that's disgraceful and despicable is the same thing that the uh, politicians do here. They have carve-outs for gang members and cartel members. They don't mind. They could care less. See, I want the rule of law followed when it comes to breaking our laws, especially when you're talking to the kind of chaos that you see before you on a, on a truly regular basis. It's, out, it's outrageous. What are these wristbands? I don't know what they are. You don't know what they are. 
Mr. Secretary, you have just testified to the American people you're incompetent at your job. The drug cartels, every color corresponds to how many thousands of dollars they owe the cartels. You have turned these cartels into multi-billion dollar criminal organizations. And these are modern day leg irons because these are children being sold into sex slavery. And you don't even know what they are. That is astonishing. I agree with you, Senator. He doesn't even know. Now, here's the thing. Do you realize what's happening throughout these Democrat sewer areas, even a once great state like California? The grisly mass murders in a remote area of the Mojave Desert last week appear to be the result of a dispute over marijuana. Authorities have arrested five suspects in connection with the brutal shooting deaths of six men near Adelanto. All cartel members setting each other on fire, just like Guadalajara. And where's the, uh, the American law enforcement? Yeah. Nowhere to be found. Steve in Lincoln Park. Hello, Sean. How are you? Good, Steve. How are you? Fine. I just had one comment. We've got it on the books, but I think it should be a mandatory federal law. E-verify. You'd get self-deportations. 22 states. You'd get a lot of them. Only 22 states implemented it. It's a law that was passed for federal employment. Right, so it was passed by the federal government. Yeah, well, it was we gotta left make it a federal to, law for McDonald's. Well, well, here's the thing, Steve. You know, there's 22 states that have implemented it as state law, and and those states are the ones that did exactly what you're advocating. This is where they self-deport. And what states do they go to? The sanctuary states. Unfortunately, like the one Illinois is, and that's that's what they're reaping right now. So I'm I'm a proponent of reap what you sow. Why should I bail them out? Every frackin' time. Now, granted, that means that people who are stuck there, who are good people, you know, the 80% of Illinoisans that aren't Democrat mafia members, but that's okay. Because now where do these illegal aliens go? Into the Democrat mafia areas. And I got news for you. It's the only time you've had hope of turning it around. Because you got got 100 years of Chicago Democrats. 100 years. Led by one party and one party only. Uh, Mike in Yorkville. Hey, Sean, thank you for taking my call. Thanks for making it. You know, uh, many people who I work with are Crook County residents, as I call them, and many of them are just ignorant to the fact of what is going on, especially when they are not understanding that their wages that they're receiving is in direct relation to how many people are here that are underskilled and taking jobs, and they're wondering why they're not getting paid anymore. You know, Mike, it's a, it's an interesting problem, and it has many ingredients to it, many formulas that contribute to it. And I don't think you should let the government off the hook, because it's the government that tries to be a, a, a bulk union nationwide from coast to coast, right? And in these Democrat sewer areas, what do they do that guarantees a black market of employment? They massively increase the cost of employment to small businessmen. Well, small businessmen have a choice to make. Either you can recruit your family to do the job you'd normally hire somebody, because if you have to pay somebody $15 an hour, you need a skilled guy. You can't afford to have a gopher make $15 an hour, but you can't afford to have somebody off the books make it. This is the problem that feeds on itself. It's a government-regulated problem. They regulated a black market of labor. Who is the government to tell you what you have to pay somebody? That is between me and you. Now, you might like me, you might know me, and I say, Mike, come and work in my business. I can't pay you a lot. I'll give you 8 bucks an hour, but I'll tell you what. We have a good month, I'll bump you up. You have a good sales, we'll have another agreement. And you say, Sean, come, I'll do it. Pay. 
In Illinois, you but can't had... do that agreement, Mike. You can't take no. that. No. No. Oh, my gosh. I thought I'm free to go ahead and make my own choice. Not in Illinois. Thank you very much. Well, and that's I the can problem. go ahead and get a transgender transition. Everything else is fine. And everybody else has to pay for that. But that's a whole different ballgame. Oh, the good news is you might get yourself a Prius. Thank you very much. I think they throw it in, along with a free education. Scott and Aurora. Uh, Sean, I was just wondering, with all these the big manufacturers, the auto manufacturers dialing way back on the EV market, if, uh, if Porky Pig has made any second guesses on that big battery plant, the, the uh, Dude, Chinese that, the, communist battery plant that he wants to bring into Illinois here, checks are, any, you know, checks are out the door. The Chinese Communist Party got another one over on the, on, on the people, unfortunately, who believe there's a Democrat Party. In fact, I believe he's already out a couple hundred million he fronted. He fronted them a couple hundred million. Because Illinois has got a surplus now, don't you know? Illinois, Chicago, they found a lot of money recently. I have no idea where it came from, but something tells me it has to do with government spending. Right? Because we're going to build a railroad underneath the ocean and whatnot. Uh, Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, take a deep breath. Everything's going to be fine. The Chicago uh, uh, Union uh, voted yesterday to uh, demand a uh, ceasefire in Gaza. So everything's going to be fine. By the way, did you see what those Israeli special forces did? They killed those goat Casanova the hierarchy when they were they thought they were in there getting medical uh, treatment. I got the cut here somewhere. Here we go. Thank you very much. A dramatic incident early this morning here in Israel, or I should say in the occupied territories, the Palestinian territories uh, in the West Bank. There was an inc- No, you were right the first time, honey. From the river to the sea, not a Hamas goat Casanova will there be. At the Ibn Sina Hospital, this is a hospital in Janine. Uh, a number of Israeli special forces, 12 or so of them, you can see them on this video here. They went into the hospital at around 5.30 a.m. this morning, disguised, dressed as medics, also civilians, some of them wearing fake beards. They're all brandishing guns. Now, you can see them looking room to room. They then go up to level three. And uh, people inside the hospital say they then assassinated three young Palestinian men. Now, according to the... Assassinated? And they said they killed Hamas terrorists. Not assassinated. Martin Luther King was assassinated. That goat Casanova got his head blown off. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. Did we bomb Qatar yet? How about Tehran? A dozen or so staffers for the United Nations Humanitarian Agency, also known as UNRWA, an agency that serves Palestinians, actually participated in the October 7th Hamas terror attack on Israel. Let that sink in for a second. Not sympathetic towards, not biased for, but staffers from the UN's humanitarian agency were the terrorists. The evidence that the Israelis provided was strong enough for UNRWA to immediately fire nine employees who stand accused. Others are under investigation. The evidence compelling enough for the U.S. government to cut off funding to the agency. We understand that they are very, very dependent on donor contributions, and the United States has been the leading uh, donor for many, See, many- but the propaganda by the Hamas sympathizers, the theocrats, 
that abuse their own wives, mutilate their own daughters, make them walk around in those beekeeper costumes. It's strong. It's out and it's about. And it has a bunch of these moron, entitled ignoramuses protesting for theocracies in which 90% of the baristas in this country would be thrown off a building. That's my favorite part. And when it comes to this particular topic, who thought of it? To kill the, the people innocently, rape the women, behead the babies in the kibbutz that was feeding you. You see, here's the other pesky little problem. They can't even feed themselves. They have nothing. Never did. Live in tattered shanties that they were given 70 years ago. Where is the, uh, the uh, Palestinian innovators? Palestinian software company. They got one? How about chips? They got chips? What do they got there? They got, they got propaganda, and it's winning the day. Tim in Humble Park. Hey, uh, I love your show, man, and I'm, I agree with you about like ninety percent of the time. There's yeah. a little percent that I don't agree with you. Is bound to happen. That's all right. <laughs> no, I mean you're you're against abortion, right? And no matter what race it is, um, no matter what religion it is, I mean you're you've been pretty, you know, dead on. Like you know, when it comes to yeah, abortion, absolutely. you're completely against it. Absolutely. Okay, so you know. Thousands of children have been killed in Palestine, in Gaza Strip, by the bombs. They're just getting bombed indiscriminately. I mean, I don't understand. Like, it, when it comes to, well, abortion, I think that I think that's to, I think that's a very blanket evidence, statement. There that's is a, evidence, and there's plenty of evidence out there that the Palestinian children have been bombed, have been killed. But you know what? I no matter where you search, and I've, I've been looking to see where, you know where this evidence is about this forty beheaded baby. And it's nowhere to So you, I just, if it didn't happen, it would have been billboarded all over America because you know it would have. You're suggesting that it didn't happen. There's zero evidence of it. I'm saying evidence of the people that found the baby. They would have posted all over Twitter. They would have posted all over Twitter. Quiet him down because he's not going to listen to me if he can talk over me. Tim, I hope you're listening. Did you not see? How they dragged the girls that they were raping out on the streets and those goat. Casanovas were screaming, Aloha, snack bar. Did you not see it? Now pan them up. Turn them up. We've seen uh, what they look like to be uh, mercenaries from, from places like Tunisia. We know, we can hear their Arabic. and we can Are hear you out of your mind? Those, You're telling me that didn't... Go with the baristas. Turn my station off. I don't want you listening. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's outrageous. You see, that's what propaganda does. And now, Tim... Why don't you look back at what Iranians were doing to other Iranians, aside from how they treat their own women and kids. I mean, I don't want you to look at documentaries that have been produced for 40 years about how the Palestinians that don't really exist, the Hamas, have been sending their own kids to camps to learn how to kill Jews. You see, that's what they live on. They live to die. That's why they don't have uh, a software company. Or a chip manufacturer. In fact, what do they manufacture? Can somebody... Oh, they manufacture furniture. Has anybody seen a chair from Palestine? I'd like to know what a chair from Palestine goes. I'll give you 42 cents for it. In the meantime, that's what they... They, they exist on killing the Jew. And that's why they killed the Jews that were friendly to them. And they dragged their daughters through the streets. And I'll tell you another thing. Baby, I got him here on my, on my wall. I'll never take him down. Baby Kiefer. Baby Kiefer. And the girl that was raped. Baby Kiefer was beheaded. And Tim didn't see the picture. But I saw his mother and father and the soldier that found the baby mutilated. And you know, you know how, many, 
How many Hamas members baby Kiefer's worth? Two million! Two million, that one baby! So until we get to two million, do me a favor. Turn the station off and go prance around with the people who beat their women and mutilate their daughters. Theocrats and this particular form of Sharia is the cancer in this world. And I know how to end it. We'll be back after this. They're stupid. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. Zealots. Are different than the faithful. Zealots can be very dangerous people. Islam, or the religion of Islam, has billions of people that participate. It's estimated between 15 and 25% now are zealots who practice Sharia. And in there lies the problem we face. It's within those zealots that they have the self righteous attitude to kill other people in the name of some twisted version of a religion. I don't care who you pray to. Pray to a sunflower. I don't really give a rip. But the idea that you feel yourself virtuous enough to name entire groups of people as infidels and have contempt for their very existence makes you dangerous, makes you unreasonable. And you can tell a lot about people, the way they treat their women, the way they treat their mother, their daughters, and their wives. And anybody who believes it's okay to kill your wife if she doesn't wear something you like, or flirts, or has an affair, is a person that has contempt for absolute strangers if they're willing to kill somebody they love. This is something that gets lost in this debate. This isn't about people who practice Islam or their version of it. It's about people who are so zealots that they view entire other cultures as not able to coexist with them. That's a dangerous person you cannot reason with. My next guest knows this all too well. My next guest is a doctor. He's an author. He writes specifically on this topic. He is Dr. Andrew Boston. Thank you for joining me once again, doctor. How are you? Good to be with you, Sean. This is an aggravating topic because I'm going to tell you why. The propaganda wing of this zealotry is what keeps it somehow on par with a civilized world. Because the reality is they're not civilized. And that's why I say flippantly, what exactly is the GDP of Palestine? Where's the Palestinian uh, exchanges of commerce? And where's their, their thriving import-export sector? The reality is they don't have that, do they? Uh, no, they're, they're, they're functioning, uh, functioning through the largesse of uh, all, all their donors. And, um, and they're putting too much of that money, uh, you know, into building massive tunnel networks, uh, purchasing arms, uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's sad. It, it, it's sad uh, because obviously within those populations, there are, there are people 
that you know could function perfectly well as entrepreneurs, uh, you know, small business owners, uh, educators. Uh, it's just it's 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 tragic. And the thing that uh, that I find particularly annoying is the way in which they they view our culture, American culture, the way they view the West. They have nothing but contempt for it. They don't want to emulate it. They don't want to build themselves up. They're not embracing the Enlightenment or the rule of property rights. In fact, it doesn't exist there. You know, and, and, and it's something that, well, that kind of gets lost in this argument. Yeah, well, I think, I think you know, that has a lot to do with Islam and Islamic culture. But there's always that, you know, I, I, I don't want to throw the, the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not a religious person. I'm not going to come here and tell you how virtuous I am because God loves me and the rest of it. I don't do that. But what I do no, think no, is No, but we that, make a mistake in evaluating these societies to not understand that they are deeply religious societies. Exactly. There's this no is, escaping the, it. There's no if, escaping it. And their religion is built on conformity or eradication, and that's it. That's it. Well, it's, the, very, it's, a, it's a very, you know, I, the best description I saw in terms of related to things that are that are modern was a was a, um, a a great French scholar of Islamic law, uh, Bousquet, and in the 1950s he just wrote very straight, you know, matter of factly, that Islam, Islam, not you know, not some radical variant of it, Islam, is is a doubly totalitarian system, and he said the and he explained why. He said on the one hand it it has this universal jihad mission. To you know, to to the best of its ability, conquer the world, and w- within 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 those conquests, to subjugate uh, everyone to to Islamic law, which is which regulates you know everything from from purity rituals to politics. So that is a that is a that is a truly totalitarian system, uh, and. Uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of similarities with uh, you know modern totalitarian ideologies like like communism. Well, you know, it's funny so, too because the way in which that they practice their their religion is shrouded shrouded in secrecy. And it's funny after September 11th, you know, people more people picked up a Quran than ever before. Most people, especially Americans, had no idea what was in it. But I don't think you can go through it. With a with a, a suspicious eye or, or or the understanding of how to interpret the verbiage, and come out thinking it's a religion built on peace, yet it has that propaganda. And I'm wondering well, it's, 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 how did it it's get? Also, that? it's a little confusing to, to people because, uh, particularly coming out of out of uh, whatever Judeo Christian culture, um, it, it, it's not the the organization of the Quran uh, is it, it, it doesn't it, it's not based on chronology. Um, it's not it's not a narrative that 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 develops in a in a progressive logical fashion. Uh, the arrangement of the Quran it's it's uh, 114 chapters of surahs, and and chapters two to 114 are simply arranged on the basis of longest to shortest. Uh, and then and then it has this this opening called the fatiha, which is a very it, it violates that principle of longest to shortest. It's 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 a very short ver, uh, uh, chapter of seven verses to introduce the material, and it's basically a tribute to to you know the the the, the mercy and beneficence of of Allah with 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 the seventh verse in there really condemning the Jews and Christians. Uh, for for not following the straight path, which is which is, is, is Islam, but but the rest of the Quran, the, you know, the, the, the entire uh, 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 composition of the Quran, 
is on the basis of longest to shortest. So you you it, it's very disorienting when yeah, when, when you're reading it. Uh, no. You know it, it 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 you know and 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 the other principle in the Quran that people don't understand usually is 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 and it's and it comes it's it's stated in the Quran in two two separate verses is the principle of abrogation. So the the as Muhammad moves from being a proselytizer in Mecca to to a a a really a proto proto jihadist in in, in Medina. Um, it's those latest surahs where he's where he's interacting and and often violently with 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 the Jews and Christians and uh, of of, uh, of of Arabia uh, that abrogate the more pacific phase of his of his uh, of his uh, prophethood uh, and and you know people have to understand that too uh, so yeah uh, but but it's very disorienting I, I can remember the first time I picked up the Quran that. That it just it just seemed to jump all over the place. Yeah, I didn't get through. My, you know, I got through about I don't know maybe a third, a little more than a third. I'm like, this is just it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But the overarching uh, uh, point of it, and that you can't miss, is the contempt it has for all other religions. And this is yeah. something I find fascinating. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Jews have been around for thousands and thousands and of years, right? This religion comes out in 1622. I mean, I'm sorry, 622. So it's it's very new. And the first thing it does that I could tell was take on any existing religion, not not this coexisting, this victimizing and this contempt and this either they they can they can conform and accept this or they're infidels for eternity. So at that point, well, I'm, well, I'm well, trying to reason with the unreasonable about there's something else interesting about the chronology when you think about both Judaism and Christianity. Um, you know, according to whatever the Muslim narrative, uh, Muhammad is born in in 570 A.D. C.E. Uh, and uh, he get he begins to get you know the Quranic revelation around 610, 622, uh, and you were right to say that that's you know that literally is when the Muslim calendar begins, is is when he goes to Medina. And becomes, uh, you know, a, a proto-jihadist and eventually ruler, and and so that's something else that's very important to understand in terms of the political nature uh, of Islam. It's it, it's not beginning, you know, with with uh, <laughs> with 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 the birth of Jesus, for example. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, it's 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 happening. You know, Muhammad by that point is, if we again, if we believe the chronology, is 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 at least fifty years old. Uh, and and he's becoming you know a proto jihadist and 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 military leader and ruler, uh, and and so and and he's and he's he's beginning to develop nascent Islamic law in terms of his interactions certainly with non-Muslims, uh, and and that's when the calendar begins. Why the contempt for the Jew? Why? What's the um, what, what's I, the purpose? Well, I, Again, if you go back, if you go back to Muhammad, uh, you know, reaching Medina, uh, there were there were, according to the Muslim legends, there were Jewish tribes there, and they didn't accept him. Uh, they they didn't understand his whole uh, acclaim to to be their to be their prophet, uh, you know, because first of all, first of all, he was. He wasn't a Jew. I mean, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it was it was it was kind of it was kind of odd that he should make that claim. And I mean, and by the way, this is all the Muslim narratives. But it 
but you 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 do begin to see some of the irony here, uh, yeah. and and he's and he's um, he's very offended uh, by that, and takes you know takes great umbrage, and eventually things uh, things become hostile, uh, and 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 that's and and so so you will see sometimes the discussion of the Jews as the first and last enemy. The first has to do with what I was just describing with his with his rancorous interaction with the, with the Jews of Medina. The last is that in, uh, in Islamic eschatology, uh, and you see this in the Hamas covenant, and you see this hadith repeated, you know, unfortunately across the length and breadth of the Muslim world, is that, is that essentially the Jews, it's the rocks and stones hadith, you know, the, the, the rocks and stones and trees will call out, there's a Jew behind me, you know, oh, oh Muslim, come kill him. And, and that has to do with, with the idea that the Jews have to be annihilated to usher in the Messianic age. Uh, and, and so that, that, is, that is the last enemy. You know, it, it, it's no. just, um, it, it's, it's a very, very um, uh, contentious, uh, you know, you could say anti-Semitic uh, theology, particularly when you start to get into Quranic verses that, um, uh, that, that, that uh, are supposed to be describing indelible and, and negative traits about the Jews. Uh, you know what's amazing and, and, to me is that we're in this year 2024. I mean, we're in this year 2024. You, could, you have watches. I could talk to you in the watch. I, 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 we've, we've made advances in civilization that are unprecedented in the last 100 years. And when I, whenever we visit this topic, it takes you back a thousand years. And it reminds me of the story of the Rockefeller kid, the Rockefeller kid who wanted to bring uh, this tribe. I think it was in the South Pacific. He found some island and there were people living on it and they had loincloths and spears and he was going to take people there and he was going to feed them humanitarian stuff. And they ended up eating them. And the reality is it's because they didn't want to be civilized. They wanted to remain prehistoric. That's exactly how I feel about this chaos we're witnessing. I'm wondering, how do you feel? Um, I think it's more sophisticated than that. I mean, I, I, I think it's about power. I, I, I think, I, like, I think Bousquet was right. I mean, there's still, there's still tremendous sentiment in the Muslim world to reestablish, you know, what they believe was their golden age, which, which was, which was the Muslim empires and caliphates. Um, I, I think that's a real phenomenon. Um, and, and so I, I, you know, and, and, and and they've used uh, they had been using uh, I think they, they still are using using the oil weapon, uh, you know, particularly when when we have idiotic uh, Western leaders that, that yes. don't exploit their own energy wealth, um, you know. But but I I don't I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's that unsophisticated. And and I and also um, they I think they've learned a lot from from the communists in terms of in terms of influence operations. Uh, you know, we our our uh, our Department of State and and, and Defense Department um, have have tremendous insinuation with with uh, with with traditionalist uh, uh, Muslims that 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 share a lot of these caliphate uh, dreaming ideas. See, uh, I, and, I, it's, and it's and it's and it's, it's, it's altering policy. I, I mean, it, and there's no question about it. I, I know people. I mean, I've lectured I, when when my first book came out. In um, the legacy of jihad, uh, I was brought in to lecture at the Pentagon, and all the the people that brought me in have all been purged. <laughs> you know, it's it's not an accident. Yes, 
It's interesting because I view it where I've encountered, and you know, like I say, it's my my life experience is primarily only here in the West where you have a spoiled existence. But the 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 Muslims I encountered here throughout my life were benign. They weren't um, in this position of supporting this kind of barbarism. And what you see now is an acceptance of it and a supporting of it. And you're right, uh, more than right, when you talk about the policies of the West that have enriched these areas of the world through one commodity and one commodity only. And I'm wondering, do you think that maybe there has to be more knowledge in that? And maybe we have to revisit our relationship ourselves with somebody we pretend is an ally, but still likes to pay homage to that form of dominance over society itself and still has slavery. And don't you think we should maybe revisit our relationship you mean with the Saudi Saudis? Arabia? Are you yeah. talking about the, so- yes. the Saudis, Sean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, um, although, although the, the Saudis, I, I, I think, um, well, they, they have this triumphal view uh, uh they're they're also often engaged in 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 real politics but yeah i i mean it's 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 a um it, it, it it's it's uh it, it's very dangerous to to not be aware of of this of this uh you know islamic agenda this this uh, this real desire to uh, have hegemony over not just their region but as far as as far as their Capability will take them, and uh, and they do it in a different way. I mean, obviously they, they don't have a particularly effective military. No, um, they they do it they do it through proselytization uh, and migration uh, and um, and uh, you know money uh, you know from all the oil wealth that they've uh, accumulated. But you know, I'm I'm curious. I believe they're still funding mosques you know around the world, including in this country, um, and the mosques. Are are not preaching anything other than traditionalist Islam. There's no there's no New Age Islam being uh, preached in the United States uh, in, in a, any any uh, uh, you know well attended mosque. I had a caller a little while ago, and he it's I I don't I am not completely blaming him. I believe he's been propagandized very successfully, but I, he they're 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 hiding behind the children that are being killed, and it reminded me of a story of an uncle I had who went to Vietnam. And it was something that Americans never understood. In Vietnam, it was the kids that would come in the GI camp and blow them up. It was like nothing they had ever seen. And it was because the kids had been successfully brainwashed or deceived to do so. There have been documentaries for decades of this particular sect of, of uh, radical Islamists, I call them Islamo-Nazis, that teach their kids from a very young age, sometimes as early as seven years old. They send them to camps to learn how to kill Jews and infidels. Is this something that gets lost in the new virtue shield of, of kids being killed? Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think when, particularly when you're talking about you know Palestinian society, it's it's really it's 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 a it's a it's a horrific uh, tragedy the the indoctrination of, of, of children. It's um, yeah they're 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 taught uh, hatred. Um, from a very very young age, uh, Jews are demonized in their school books and 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 in, in their lessons, even in you know math lessons and things. Um, yeah, it's 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 very toxic. But there is a there is a softer, um, more way you know ex- extremely broad negative indoctrination that takes place across the Muslim world, um, and that gets back to that I, I mentioned that the, the that the Quran opens with this very um, this very short verse. Uh, the Fatiha, 
And the seventh verse in the Fatiha refers to those who've incurred Allah's anger and those who've gone astray. And in a tradition of Muhammad, uh, and in and in and in ninety uh, percent of the of the great Quranic commentaries of the ancient period into the modern period, the way you interpret that verse uh, is that those who've incurred Allah's anger are the Jews, and those who've gone, <clears throat> gone astray are the Christians. Now, the Fatiha is used uh, to 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 demark and also to subdivide uh, the five prayer sessions that pious Muslims uh, are supposed to supposed to have each day. And so it, the Fatiha, including that seventh verse, is repeated uh, up to 17 times a day uh, by, 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 by religious Muslims. And, and to me, that, repeating that seventh verse 17 times a day is, it, is in and of itself a form of indoctrination. Of course it is. It's, it's built on brainwashing. Like it, You could see it. Everybody could see it. And what I love about it is that you've written... Numerous books on it. The, uh, the the latest is the Legacy of Jihad, the Legacy of his, and, and another book, the Legacy of Islamic Anti-Semitism. These are your latest books, right? The Legacy of Islamic Anti-Semitism was updated in in 2020, and um, I'm, I'm working on I'm working on something you know now that that'll be really a, mostly a translation project, which I will introduce. It's um, it's uh, it's 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 a a um, a PhD thesis, actually, that was uh, published in in, um, in the late 1960s, uh, and it's called "The Jews in the Quran and the Traditions." And the 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 the, um, the scholar who wrote that became uh, uh, the Grand Imam of Al Azhar University uh, and a major modern Quranic commentator. Uh, and he was unfortunately viciously anti-Semitic, and and and. You know, his his early work really foreshadowed everything that 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 he became, and it's it's about 770 pages. It's never been translated into English. I, I have I included some extracts of it in the Legacy of Islamic Anti-Semitism, but I I think it really needs to be out there because you know, like I said, he became a seminal uh, Quranic commentator in the modern era, and and um, he he passed away in 2010, but he was the Grand Imam of Al Azhar University from 1996 to 2010, yes. and I think his, his he's had a tremendous influence on, unfortunately, on on the modern Arab Muslim world, and um, you know he's he was deeply anti-Semitic. Will you please let me know when you release that? I, I, I so appreciate the work you do because you need to shine light on exactly what's hiding in the shadows when it comes to this topic. You've been doing it for years, and I appreciate you. I know how busy you are making time for me. I look forward to when you release your new book. He is Dr. Andrew Boston. Where can my people go to keep an eye on you? Um, so uh, uh, I'm on Twitter a lot, uh, um, uh, or actually X, whatever it's his name. Yeah, let's go at with whatever. Andrew yeah. Boston, <laughs> at Andrew Boston, and then... Um, uh, my website is where I put all my writings up wherever wherever else they might appear, but they initially go to my website, and that's just andrewboston.org. Thank you so much. I appreciate you making time again. Thank you. Take care, Sean. Bye-bye. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. In a way, the Israelis should be very flattered. See, it was only a couple months ago 
All that Aloha snack bar celebration as they paraded around the daughters they kidnapped after they raped them. Dragged their naked bodies out through them on the streets. And all the citizens, Aloha snack bar. They're not saying that now. In fact, the propaganda has Americans convinced didn't even happen. Well, now you're not bragging anymore, huh? See, they should be flattered. I had a story, and, and we'll, we'll find it again in the system, of an Israeli soldier that had been kidnapped, and they chopped his head off, and they had it in a bag. And uh, it was found by the U.N. We now know that the, uh, the U.N. was a front as they were harboring terrorists. And the story and the evidence was so great that they had to stop uh, American money from going to that uh, phony organization. They set up charities and front groups, and they operate in financing this, this nonsense years uh, we have suspended our uh, uh, our uh, contributions to UNRWA pending the results of this investigation all the more reason that as I said this investigation be credible transparent and thorough and frankly timely <laughs> to be clear this is a government who can't investigate itself let alone the politician the political whores and the traitors that occupy the White House clear this wasn't some rogue psychopath employee of UNRWA who in, was infiltrated by Hamas According to the U.S. State Department, 12 employees stand accused. On paper, seven of these 12 are said to have been teachers working at UNRWA schools in Gaza. Israel provided a dossier that alleges one U.N. employee and his son actually kidnapped an Israeli woman on October 7th. Another said to have handed out ammunition during the attacks. A third described as a participant in a massacre at a kibbutz in which 97 people were murdered. Others are accused of assisting in the preparation. So nine, we know 97 people were murdered. So the, the allegation by the people who are Hamas supporters is what? It, they weren't murdered enough. They weren't beheaded enough. We don't have pictures, but they were murdered. That's not enough. Well, here's something that should be enough for every American. Three American soldiers were murdered. And now everybody who even says ha, let alone the Hamas, needs to go away. Georgia military families are mourning the death of three Army Reserve soldiers killed during a drone attack there in Jordan. All three... She meant soldiers, well, but, you know, she's in Georgia, she's a Democrat, they don't speak well. ...were Georgian natives, and this morning we are learning more about who they were. 11 Alive's Christy Diaz joining us in studio this morning. Christy, we know two of them were really close friends. They had gotten very close, Aisha, that's right. Two women who met in basic training in 2019 and became fast friends... Now their families are dazed and heartbroken, along with the family of the sergeant who served with them. These three souls from Georgia killed during a drone strike on their quarters at the base where they were serving overseas in Jordan. Army Reserve Specialist Kennedy Sanders of Waycross, Specialist Brianna Moffitt of Savannah, and Sergeant William Rivers of Carrollton. The attack. See, now until we get a man in office, this will continue to go on. In fact, it was only quiet. For a handful of years. And the reason it was quiet is they knew we had a man in office. A man who knew what had to be done. Kill the snake's head. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. He was whimpering, screaming and crying. And frankly, I think it's something that should be brought out so that his followers and all of these young kids that want to leave various countries, including the United States, they should see how he died. He didn't die a hero. He died a coward, crying, whimpering, screaming, and bringing three kids with him to die. Certain death. 
And he knew the tunnel had no end. I mean, it was a uh, it was a closed closed end. They call it a closed end tunnel. Not a good place to be. So this was going on before you made the announcement that you're. I've been looking for him for three years. I've been looking for him. I started getting some very positive feedback about a month ago. And uh, we had some incredible intelligence officials that did a great job. That's Where what they, they should now? be focused on. Because now we're getting threatened over our border. As the leader of the Bakhmut terrorist organization once again snuck in over the southern border that Joe Biden opened up. Boy, that there's a gift that keeps on giving to him. Right? He opened it up and we got Iranian Hamas terrorist sympathizers that are coming over the border. After all, what was Robert Malloy? Oh, he worked in the government. Mm-hmm. Glenn in Oakbrook. Hey, Sean. Good show tonight. Um, the United Nations has so many programs funded by America. I wonder how many of those programs are doing good things. And if they're not, close the United Nations down. End it. It's like the Hamas or Taliban. They wouldn't exist without American funding. Thank you very much, Glenn. And uh, that's true. In fact, I wonder how many of these weapons, I guess there's no way to audit how many weapons are used to kill Americans. I wonder if the drone was left behind in Afghanistan. One thing's for sure, we need a pellet cleansing. And let's take a solace in the fact there were also planes left for the Goat Casanova, 7th century barbarians. They're not good at flying, squirrel. Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar! of his girlfriends known as goats all bit the dust. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Sean, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. So today we heard about two traitors, one from each party, Langford from the uh, Republicans, and then uh, uh, Ilhan Omar from the Democrats. I mean, but here's the thing about this, Ilhan uh, Omar. She's talking to the punk. Yeah, that scoundrel. She's basically in her native tongue telling her people all about how as long as I'm in office here and everything, you don't have anything to worry about. Nothing's going to happen to you. I got you covered and all this stuff like that. She's telling us she took an oath to our country to basically be protective of our country. And that she violated and not a single person. Nobody brought any of this stuff up or anything. Or to, to I tweeted it out two days ago. I think it was two days ago. Two days ago or yesterday, I tweeted it out. The video is for everyone to see. It's translated. And where she uh, uh, pays allegiance to uh, uh, where she's from, Somalia, instead of America. Yeah, but then again, the district where she li- she represents, they are the same district that plays that Aloha snack bar over the loudspeakers in the town five times a day in Minnesota. So good for them. Reap what you sow. You're there. You voted for it. Now wear it. Like Sanctuary Cities. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, did anybody pick up the fact that uh, the American military named the operation where they're sending not just 300 Illinois National Guardsmen, but from around the country, hundreds of people to be thrown in the meat grinder are known as the Middle East, uh, Spartan Shield? Sparta Shield? Did anybody point that out, that the uh, Spartans lost? 
What is your profession? This is where we hold them. This is where we fight. We are with you, sir. This is where they die. For Sparta, for freedom, to the death. The Biden administration and the Democrats writ large got their education in Hollywood. Uh, Spartans were crushed, annihilated by, ironically, the Persians, who then became the Iranians. And Gerard Butler is Scottish. Believe me, the Spartans didn't look like Gerard Butler, even though all the Democrats have a crush on him. He's a Scotsman, damn it. Brothers and sisters are natural enemies, like Englishmen and Scots, or Welshmen and Scots, or Japanese and Scots, or Scots and other Scots. Damn Scots! They ruined Scotland! You Scots sure are a contentious people. You just made an enemy for life! Sparta! They'll name anything. The Democrats will name it anything. Operation Custer. Robert. Sean. Yes. How you doing there? Splendid. I thought that if I may finish what I was going to say yesterday, Perhaps. we have men, women, no women, no children coming into this country from these foreign countries, from these foreign lands. I hope this bill for immigration is dead on arrival because we got to watch our laboratories, skyscrapers, and airports and railroads because something is going to happen thanks to this president. Um, he's well, leaving us blindsided, wide open. What do you think? Weren't you listening to myself and... And the doctor discussed the Islamo-Nazi philosophy of what the place in society for women is. They don't let yeah, their women do anything except, you know, blow up and kick out kids. So, uh, sure, there's men here. They have some fighting to do. I like the way you think, kid. Uh, in the meantime, the reality is the Biden administration has not only enabled, but assisted. Whether it's through policies or whether it's through exactly what you now hear. Excuses. We lost three brave soldiers and attack on our base, and we shall respond. What will be different this time? We'll see. I don't think we need a wider war in the Middle East. That's not what I'm looking for. He said, we shall, uh, we shall respond. I'm going to let the president, I'm not going to infringe on the president's uh, decision here. The president and I will not tolerate attack on U.S. forces, and we will take all necessary actions to defend the U.S. and our troops. We will. What got attention was the three soldiers that were killed yesterday. But how many hundreds have been injured over the last three and a half months since the Yihad was launched by the Islamo-Nazis Hamas? Didn't work out so good for them. And now they got the propaganda wing. And the propaganda wing can be bought off easily. All you got to do is pay for their phony educations here in this country. Look, today, more Americans... More black Americans have health insurance than ever in history. A promise made and a promise kept. I promise to help ease accumulated student debt for millions of folks carrying during the crisis and the pandemic. Supreme Court blocked me, but it didn't stop me. I found another way to help more than 3.7 million people. Teachers, nurses, police officers, firefighters with $130 billion in relief and causing the economy to grow faster as a consequence of that. Yeah, it's faster. Everything's going great. And inflation was a word that was created by white supremacists. Steve and Waukegan. Hey, uh, can you uh, play uh, Phil Collins' It's No Fun Being an Illegal Alien for your bumper music? 
Steve, we take all requests. Squirrel Hands is a man that can work the board. I still like the Ukrainian lobbyist music, um, but we'll figure out which one is uh, pertinent and appropriate, and we will uh, honor your request. Thank you very much. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Policy profiteering has different degrees. See, unfortunately, when you grow up with the short-in-the-pants mafia Chicago Democrats profiting on an, an exit ramp that cost twice as much as the Hoover Dam and took three times as long, you think that's policy profiteering. But where the real money is, it's foreign policy profiteering. In fact, we've created an entire way to keep all of the chaos and the calamity and the collateral damage off the books. We have private militia, military. We don't know anything. How much it costs, how many kids are dead, we don't know nothing. But what if they were also being used to create our own domestic problem at the southern border? I was having such a good conversation last week with the author of Guns, Girls, and Greed. I was a Blackwater mercenary in Iraq. I decided to pick up on that conversation with Morgan Lariat. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. It's it's Lorette like cigarette. Yeah, but, you know, I know. I butchered it last week. I wanted to remain consistent. <laughs> um, That's fair enough. <laughs> the reality is it was uh, around the 80s when we had that big scandal of the real Barry Seal, kind of fat, not handsome. It was Tom Cruise that brought it to Hollywood, and people kind of picked up on the idea that, wait a minute, our government may be linked up with some nefarious players that are bringing chaos to our own society. When I see the cartel strength destroying uh, not just New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, and California, but Chicago, this can't go on without, in my opinion, without government acceptance. But could it be more nefarious? Could it be government intervention? And when you look at the southern border last week, and we had that the leader of the Bakhmut terrorists come in, I thought to myself, there's no way American intelligence didn't know about this. There's no way. In fact, could it be even worse than that? Could they have assisted in such chaotic turmoil from fentanyl to domestic or to terrorists being flown into the southern border? What's your opinion on it? I mean, you you know this as good as anything. It's garbage in, garbage out data. So in order for us to have the people on the terrorist watch list, we have to go overseas and get the information of who those people are. Now, just like you said, Lariette instead of Lorette, you know, not to rib you here, yeah. But who knows how they're spelling these things? Because unless they're getting um, biometric data with their eyeballs, pictures, or the uh, <laughs> fingerprints, there's no way for them to know if this is Osama bin Laden or Osama bin Laden. So when somebody comes in like that, you automatically assume, hey, they had to have known about this. But they're also idiots. And they don't have people in places all over the world. And if you come in through Ecuador, you fly in through Ecuador, and then you make your way up, there's no way to track them effectively. What, so, what is the record-keeping habits of these third-world hellholes? I mean, do we really know? Does, 
I mean, this, you know, it's funny when you watch Hamas and you watch Gaza, right? 70 years, the same nonsense. There's no industry. There's nothing. There's no title companies. It's not like they're buying condos. What exactly are the record-keeping practices of the theocrats in the, in the Middle East? Do we know? Uh, we don't know, but there's not a whole lot of birth certificates to go off of. I would venture to say that the Middle Eastern goats are tracked better than the Middle Eastern people because the, the goats are of value both yeah. as meat and as the lovers. We've covered, we've covered, yes. And this is something that um, when you look at the, at, the, at the success of the barbarism of the people who have no industry, the reality is the success must be coming from somewhere. Now, we've tracked the financing to the cartels in the Central and South America. It turns out they're all linked together. And the way that it survives is through the the purchase power of American uh, drug addicts and American culture. And I'm wondering, is there a way, in your opinion, to expose this so at least maybe the ex-military drug addict may say, i, I got to beat this habit, not just for myself and my self-worth, because look at, I'm turning more people into me as this meat grinder chaos foreign policy doesn't look like it's going to have any end in sight, as this feels a lot more like the early 2000s when you joined than it did uh, three and a half years ago, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I wish that there was some kind of an answer aside from incompetence at the border and a, a willing blindness by the Biden administration to let all these people in. But I'll, I'll give you an example of, of one of the things that I heard from a Border Patrol guy. So there is this place nobody's ever heard of it's in south africa and it is called the islamic republic of maritania they had 50 people come in from this islamic republic four of them were on the terror watch list and they let the other 46 just go willy-nilly into the united states so the concern is that those people that have traveled all the way over here that probably grew up together, how did they say these four are the terrorists, that, hey, these 46 are fine, they're asylum seekers, send them in? And are those people going to be pissed off and say, hey, you took my buddies. Why the heck did you take my buddies? Now, to the, to the drug problem, if it's that easy for people to come in in a group of 50 and 46 of them get away, if I am a drug lord, I'm going to send 50 people over and just kind of bank on getting the finances back for 46. Those are pretty damn good odds when you're smuggling kilos of Coke. Yeah, and, and I, I don't think it's benign as Coke. I mean, what you see here is a, a problem that, that is a talking point for politicians to raise money, but it's a real problem. We're losing in excess of 100,000 Americans on one specific drug that has uh, fingerprints on it from the communist Chinese all the way to the Middle East. And it looks to me like if you wanted to, have a, a, a cold destruction of American society, do it this way. It seems to be working. I mean, after all, we killed twice as many people as soldiers that died in Vietnam in one year. And it looks like this year will be even worse. So it might not just be the hot war that everyone's prepping for or expecting. It may just be more of the silent war that's killing us all where it looks like it's through our own vices. And, you know, this also leads into the bioweaponization of, 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 of different viruses and whatnot. And I'm wondering, do you think that the, uh, the Islamo world is willing to tamper with that form of bioweaponry, or do you think it'll just be a suitcase nuke? 
Oh, no. Bioweapons would be way easier to produce than a nuclear weapon, right? Because we have, we have enough intelligence to be able to identify where um, nuclear weapons are being made. I'll give you a hint. It's probably in Iran. But yeah. um, with bioweapons like anthrax or smallpox or any of those other things, those are so hard to track. And if you get your grubby little hands on those and give them to the Houthis in Yemen, uh, of course they're probably going to be able to get somebody to come over drop it somewhere and, and hope that it just spreads. You know, there's been a cheap, easy way for terrorists. There's been numerous information. There's been books written. There's been movies made. And that is always what I, what I kind of hold out hope for. And that is the people who are by unfortunate happenstance born in these, these, these theocrat run slave nations. And they're fighting for the idea that maybe freedom can overcome and, they had a, a, a about twenty five well, about twenty years twenty five years of the Americans giving them false hope, and they worked with our American military and they became uh, threats to their 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 theocrat governments and we saw Afghanistan the pullout. Do we? Do you think Americans have any idea how many times that's happened from everywhere from Iraq to Iran to Yemen to the rest of it? And if you had to put a guesstimate on how many people who may have been born in these nations, but still fought for the ideals we take for granted of freedom and self-government. Do we know how many of them we have been directly responsible for causing the death of? Oh, God. I mean, hundreds of thousands, if not into the millions. We've been doing this for so long, you know, either through the CIA or some of these other agencies that go over there and they say, hey, if you guys do this, we'll back you. Right. We did that with the Kurds in uh, right after Desert Storm. Hey, we'll back you if you guys go into Saddam and the Kurds are like, let's go fight. And then we totally left. And Saddam Hussein went in there and literally slaughtered everybody, which created the no fly zone from 1993 all the way up until the invasion of 2004. So it is hundreds of thousands, if not millions of these people that have died under the guise of us trying to spread democracy. And it's a concept they don't even understand. We're trying to force our ideals on them and they don't have the moral capacity to say, oh, that's what democracy looks like. They've, They've never seen it. This is something that I think Americans don't understand, which is why they're soft targets for propaganda. And I'll just use today, for example. Had a guy who says, I love you 90% of the time, but I think you're really, really wrong on the atrocities that were carried out to the Jews in the, in the uh, Gaza attack on October 7th. And it was something to, to, to live through both the attack that we saw, and this is now, I'm, I'm in my 50s, so this is the, the, I don't know, 13th time we've dealt with this kind of barbarism. And it isn't until you get curious enough to realize the ideology you're fighting to understand the ability of these particular theocrats to create this kind of mayhem and, you know, 7th century barbarism where they behead the babies, they rape the women and the rest of it. Is there any question in your mind, and I I ask you this sincerely, because if there is, I'd like to talk it out, that what we uh, were told by the Israeli soldiers that they found when we saw the mothers that survived and found their babies and the fathers who were had their daughters kidnapped and raped and dragged through the streets. Is there any question in your mind that those atrocities happened? Oh, absolutely not. And I'm, I'm going to tell you just a little story about me. And this explains what is happening in Israel and Palestine. So I got two kids. They're around the same age and they're fighting over this balloon. 
And as soon as I do a second balloon, they sit there and they say, I want that second balloon. And then it turns into this moral high ground thing. Well, I should get the second balloon. Well, I should get it because it's my favorite color. That's exactly what's happening over in Palestine and Israel is that they are fighting over a resource. And because one wants the resource more than the other, they are willing to literally fight to the death over this thing. And they will commit any atrocity needed because they think they have that moral high ground. And that's almost every war that's ever been fought, I would say. It starts as a resource and then turns into, well, we now have the moral high ground. And people say, ah, oh, that's AI and that's no, like you guys are you guys are buttholes. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is I think we've we've caused the death of people that wanted the kind of modern era we take for granted and are willing to give away. And the principles of of like we talked about self-governance and the idea of liberty and freedom. I don't think it exists in these theocracies. And when you're talking about the Middle East, where they're still walking around like it was the year 622, you're not going to get any kind of change. Um, from that. And when I look at, at, at Iran, this seems to be something that is astonishing that the American government is willing to take these imams or I don't know what the hell they call themselves the, 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 in, in Tehran and take them seriously. Is they're still walking around with that ideology of they're uh, somehow allowed to turn the rest of their nation into slavery? You're not going to be able to reason your way out of this, are you, in your opinion? No, absolutely not. The only thing that a hammer knows is a nail, and they are a nail. And we keep trying to, like, smash them with a rock and all that. Like, it, at the end of the day, there's no way that they are ever going to change, especially see, their ideology. When you see the government, just, I don't know how you, you talk about lives equally when we're talking about this particular sector of our of our world that has for you know over a thousand years participated in the same nonsense and they're willing to uh spend their kids in 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 suicide bombers and the rest of it so at what point do the americans stop sticking the fork in the light socket or when you see uh national guardsmen get sent over to yemen and all the rest of it we're just going to slowly ease right back into where we were in the early 2000s, aren't we? Oh, yeah. The fact that that drone attack killed three soldiers in Jordan in a place that nobody knew about, and it injured 31 others, I almost guarantee that the 31 others that were injured were part of a private military contractor that was over there to either do mechanic work or protective details or you name it. But we just keep putting people in harm's way, whether it's contractors, whether it's soldiers. And then it gives a reason for the United States to say, well, now we're retaliating because they were mean to us first. Well, at the end of the day, if you're not encroaching on their, their territory, they're probably not going to mess with you. Like we just keep poking the if, bear. And then when the bear attacks, we're like, man, what a, what a mean bear. So there's only two answers, right? It's either annihilate everybody or get out. Right? I mean, those are the two answers. Annihilate all the ideological threats to, to continue to perpetrate this religious war, because that's what it is, whether we talk about it or not, or pull out entirely. Which one would you pick if you, all, you wake up tomorrow and you're in charge of everything? A pull out entirely, because if we went in there and we annihilated and we left two people and one was a Sunni and one was a Shia, they would fight each other for the next thousand years over that. So there's no reason for us to be over there anymore. If, at the end of the day, you start a war 
and you have to let them fight it out at some point. And we just keep saying, let's keep spending more money. Let's send more money and, and it'll get better. And it never does. We end up pulling out. They fight anyway. Let them fight. So, and, and here's the other th- part of the puzzle that I think gets lost in the argument. And you see it in the story where the U.N. is found, where there's, what, uh, 18 or 20 guys that were U.N., worked for the U.N., and were also terrorists. Uh, the reality is they can't exist. They can't feed themselves on uh, their ideology because their ideology has no, no economy. It has no industry. It has no successes. So if we're going to pull out, it's not just military pullout. It's the money that we allow them to pretend to be a country. Because if you really look at the infrastructure of Palestine, is there one or is it just me that sees nothing? I see nothing. Yeah, I remember when they uh, Israel gave the Gaza Strip to um, Hamas and they said, well, when they have to actually start cleaning up garbage and stuff like they'll the people will rise up against them if they don't do that and here we are 20 something years later and if you look at the streets of hamas or uh, gaza it's an absolute dump they haven't risen up they haven't done any of the things that anybody hoped for so it's it's not going to change it and they don't have any industry i mean if if you're selling dates i'm sure you could probably do pretty well for yourself but other than that you can't really export those well, dates are expensive. Um, I will say this. When you saw that guy threaten us last week, and when he said, you'll know who I am, it took me, I want to say, what was it, Squirrel, about 16 hours? 16 hours, and we found out he was the terrorist leader from Bakhmut, and he had spent a, a dozen years in prison. He gets out, and he comes here. Do you think he was by himself? No. A person of that kind of stature is going to have other people around him. Just absolutely guaranteed. He's either going to have somebody that's protecting him or he's going to have friends that are hanging out with him that all kind of feel the exact same way. In your opinion, is there any way that the American intelligence industry did not know where he was? I would say that it's a better bet that they had no idea where he was than that they actually did know where he was. Because that makes your intelligence is. (laughs) No, really. I'd rather have him stupid than treasonous. The intelligence apparatus is only as smart as the data that goes into it. So you can't track somebody by their phone or by GPS if you don't know what to look for. Because there's a thousand Mamuda bosses out there, and there's no way that you could find the right one unless you have good intelligence. And let's be honest here, the people that are running the intel community are not the brightest. And that just goes all the way down the chain. Morgan, you want to know what, what, what I totally agree with? When I was listening to them give the excuse to send 300 Illinoisans, National Guardsmen who were playing with their kids last week and now are in Yemen, they named it Operation Spartan Shield. You mean to tell me nobody in the U.S. military or government realized that the Spartans were annihilated by the Persians? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about a group of morons. I don't know how you took orders and survived. You're the real testimony to strength and, and military survival, Morgan Lorette. Thank you very much. You know how much I appreciate you. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. I love having conversations with you. You, you, you dig into them, and that's nice. Love it. Love it. Thank you, brother. I look forward to the next time. You take care of yourself. All right. Bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know what else I like to squirrel? All these DEI, these 
American Marxist morons. Where is the Palestinian Margaret Thatcher squirrel? They got one? How about the Iranian Margaret Thatcher? They got one of those? Iraqi? How about the Jordanian or the Yemen or the Somalian? Oh, are we supposed to believe Ileana Omar is? No. She's just who they put here because they knew the Americans would be stupid enough to elect somebody who married her brother. Uh, In the meantime, I was lucky enough to be alive during the 80s when Margaret Thatcher was there. I'll tell you what. She's missed. Capitalism has a moral basis. Uh, The reason being, unless you have economic freedom, you will have no other freedom at all. Yeah. Uh, So the whole of the capitalist society is a moral basis. The basis is that the individual is here to develop his or her talents. He cannot do that without both political freedom and economic freedom. Do you know why, Squirrel? America, the youngest country, became the richest because it was built on that. It's true. It wasn't built on this other nonsense, this phony fraud, where just the political politicians become oligarchs. How in the world does Joe Biden... Have sixteen million dollars worth of real estate. That bust out never made more than two hundred grand in his miserable life. It's fun though to watch uh, the politicians leverage their political power to bankrupt. Not just uh, an ex-American president, but really somebody who was synonymous with capitalism. See, that's what this attack is. You think it's because they don't like his policies? Of course not. It's because they found an opportunity to take away what. Donald Trump's name was synonymous with success and money. So who gets to do it? Busey, Gary Busey, in drag. You've talked about using some of Trump's money that you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be, what that might look like? Yes, Rachel. Yes. Tell me. I had such such great ideas (laughs) for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel... You and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France? You want France? You want to go fishing in France? No? Oh, all right, all right. Okay, that's a joke. No, of course, her fat teapot lawyer has been linked into all kinds of a history with the judge. Same name. Um, it's, it's, it's not related, but still a friend, a mentor as it were, but it goes to show you the willingness that the mafia is able to go to capable of going to, and what exactly they're going to do with the, the money. It's like welfare roaches. They have no respect for it for the same reason. Welfare roaches have no respect for it. And ironically, they support the same kind of candidates. Uh, cream puff, Jim, you've been kissing their ass for what, about 50 years now? Easy, easy. I was thinking about AI, artificial intelligence. It might be an improvement because it might be an improvement. You know what might be an improvement? If we put it into fat people's kitchens and it only distributes the amount of money so they could get down to normal. The late Steve Allen took out front page papers in every newspaper in America and said how degraded our entertainment was. The intelligence was. Yeah. I mean, absolutely degraded. That the late Steve Allen. He yeah. was a pretty good host. Oh, of the fantastic! Late night. Brilliant guy. He was great, but he, but he, but he, he, he 
he's sucked his dog into it, but he was absolutely right. Think of, think of, we lost the greatest philosopher in our history, Jerry Springer, passed away last yeah. year, didn't he? Well, he's yeah, he was a great he was a big part he was a big part of uh, yeah. of television you know yeah. or, uh, the, the, a Chicago philosopher or, as it were Chicago philosopher <laughs> Jerry Springer yeah. and from what I hear from the girls I used to know way back when before I got married at the Dollhouse hell of a tipper thank you very much Cream Puff Jim uh, the philosopher and the, the caliber of intellect uh, and the Democrat mafia it does explain a lot about Cory Bush. Oh, Corey Bush, what a what a genius. And, you know, it, it, more evidence that the downside of a republic is that the morons in society, they get to have representation, too. If you think you might commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. When you find yourself about to commit sexual assault, blow the whistle until someone else stops you. Now, it looks like this genius squandered about a million dollars away in her private security, who is probably stooping her. However, I did like her launch of her uh, campaign. Congresswoman Cori Bush launching her campaign for re-election today. She's seeking a third term in Washington. Our political editor, Mark Maxwell, reports from Bush's campaign launch event in Northwoods. And I rise up, I rise like the day. Hundreds of people packed this strip mall campaign Very headquarters musical. for hours Saturday afternoon. I call it church. Congresswoman Cori Bush and her allies spoke with religious fervor about the cost of war. Then they want to take $50 million in Missouri dollars, $5 million in St. Louis City dollars alone and send it to go help drop bombs on kids? I say that $5 million that's being used to drop bombs on babies, give us that. Now, now, Squirrel, they're not talking about the money that the Americans are giving to the oligarch-run country that was killing its own people that's infiltrated by the uh, Azov Battalion. She's not talking about Ukraine. No, that's not what she's talking about. The money back, the money needs to be right here in St. Louis. The only Palestinian-American woman in Congress traveled from Detroit to give Bush's bid a boost. This is a place that puts movements. While Bush criticized the Biden administration policy in Israel. Because the president may be mad. Rashida Tlaib told the crowd the congresswoman relates to people in poverty. Because the majority of our colleagues are millionaires. They're in an income bracket that will never understand what it means to go to live check by check. They don't understand copay. She's telling you, I know how What do you mean you don't know which one that is? That's the one with the face of a camel's ass. Feels. Bush's campaign sold t-shirts and raised donations. I need some money. Expecting she'll lose the fundraising battle to St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell. A lot of ads are going to be flowing. They want to buy this seat. The two members of the so-called squad railed against APAC. By the way, the girl she's running against, Squirrel, is a prosecutor from there. And she's also a black female. The influential American-Israel Public Affairs Committee, which could funnel millions of dollars to try and defeat Bush. This congresswoman will never sell you out. Bush rallied her base to go on defense. We got to attack back. We got to attack what they throw at us back. And encouraged her backers to blunt attacks from any of her critics who saw her early calls for a ceasefire in Gaza as ceding ground or surrendering to terrorist attacks. This is not about anti-Semitism. This is not about whether I hate Jewish people or not, because I absolutely don't. What it is about is white supremacy. Bingo! Ding, 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 ding! Now, here's the problem. Uh, While she was giving this speech, she had been notified that she was under investigation for stealing the money. My campaign and my position to the highest levels of integrity. I also believe in transparency, which is why I can confirm that the Department of Justice is reviewing my campaign spending on security services. 
You know how much this idiot spent, Squirrel? Like in uh, Dalton, she had her own security force, and she took on my vacation, too. This breaking news now, sources have confirmed to Fox News that far-left Democrat squad member Cori Bush of Missouri is now under federal investigation for misusing federal security money. Bush has spent more than $750,000 on private security since she was elected in 2020. Now, remember, I cannot confirm that she had a bill at Juicy Crab for $3,300 the way the Dalton mayor did, but I got a sneaky suspicion. Rare Bob in Wisconsin. Hey, Sean. I think, you know, I, I've been cracking up listening to what you've been having on the recordings. Yeah. And I think AI is the definition of the Democrats. I mean, they're artificially intelligent, and they want no. us all to believe it. But no, AI is the cure. AI is the cure. They're just arrogance and ignorance, and that leads to entitlement. But go ahead. Well, you asked what caused the Israeli and the Arab conflict. Well, something I read many years ago by Will and Ariel Durant, The History of Civilization, that they trace it back to... Uh, a man named uh, Isaac and a man named Ishmael. And that's where that started. And then yeah. everybody can look that up because I wanted to jump back more into what the they had to say about Muhammad, the prophet. He read Hanarabi's Code of Justice and then realized he has all these people that are nomadic tribes. And how do you unite them? The same way Hanarabi united those warring factions in the north, he then created what is. And that was their theory, and they're brilliant. Well, I don't know how brilliant they could be because, I mean, after all, we're, we're at the point now in the year 2024 when 85% of all marriages are between first and second cousins. That doesn't lead to smart kids. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. You know, I had a clip yesterday, and a friend of mine just texted me. Of course, Donald Trump wants to appeal that $83.3 million, But did you know in this particular court, Squirrel, he has to either put up the $83.3 million with the court or a bond. Now, the bond to charge him, it's, it's up for who knows what. So the reality is he has to come up with $83.3 million to put up with the court. The court takes his money. So it's not like you get to appeal it for free. And that's why these idiots are celebrating the uh, extortion of a real capitalist, but somebody who, who, who had his money outside of politics. And that's what they're trying to do, bankrupt him. And that's what they try to do through their Gestapo called the IRS, and they got caught with Lois Lerner. But the good news is the Democrats were in charge of government. I believe she's on a beach right now. Scaring the fish, uh, Jim in Western Springs. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, how are you? I've been driving for like an hour, so an hour ago, some knucklehead gets on and tells you that he uh, agrees with you like 95% of the time. Yeah, 80, but for 5%, that. he doesn't. It <laughs> negates the fact what happened to those people in Israel. Well, this moron doesn't understand that the Congress 
and the Senate, who are doing nothing about nothing, got to watch the video from the Israeli army of what actually did happen to these people. But we won't show it on TV because if we did, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be protesting the Hamas people in Oak Brook shutting our highways down because the American people would be definitely fed up and know the truth. But the truth doesn't come out because the Senate and everybody else won't show us exactly what happened. Oh, that's I couldn't I agree. With, I could, that's an excellent point. That's an excellent, excellent point. He's 100% right. And once again, our government is protecting us from knowledge. That's what they like to do. But how else could you bankrupt a country that was built on a republic of the, of the people's rights, not the government's rights? Look at how successfully we've bastardized the principle of even knowledge. Otherwise, how could the uh, Democrat Party exist? Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, John, how you doing? Another great show tonight. Oh, thank you, brother. What I wanted to say is, uh, I watched a video of this uh, E. Jean Carroll. She's beautiful, and, isn't she? Yeah, clearly yeah. not crazy. Absolutely perfect. Doesn't look like Gary Busey and drag at all. <laughs> and if I didn't see the video, I would think it was Nancy Pelosi talking. What do you think? Oh, I think well, Nancy Pelosi's never had that much fun, at least not since the 80s, where I believe she really got a taste for uh, for Demerol. Here's Nancy Pelosi today. She's got protesters laying down in front of her car. Did you see this, squirrel? No, it was an inside job. No, it was an inside job. Most of your constituents block the sergeant. Stop the genocide. Stop the Holocaust. The Democrats want the ceasefire. The Democrats want the ceasefire. The Democrats want the ceasefire. I have no connection with You know, she came out of her house, squirrel, which in, in San Francisco is at least least 12 million dollars and i think i saw the upper curtain move and i think he didn't have pants on something tells me paul was in there making hammers think again american-led negotiations are said to be inching closer to a deal that could free the hostages remaining in gaza alex hogan has more from tel aviv you know what else could free him squirrel if you killed all the leaders in qatar see but that's not the game the game is that we're supposed to pretend that the americans are going to try to lead peace talks and what they want you to remember, or forget, I should say, is that Hamas and the leaders of Hamas are financed not just by uh, American drug addicts and their, their, co- co- their cooperation with cartels and smuggling drugs into America, but through foreign policy in America that has enabled them to live like billionaires because they are, just like Yasser Arafat, who way back in the 80s had $1.3 in his checking. Well, his people starved. See, there is no economy. There's just this chaos, and they need to be fueled every couple of decades. And that's all this is. As the fighting in Gaza grinds on, there's new movement on the diplomatic front. Negotiators from Israel, the U.S., Egypt, and Qatar say they've agreed on a loose framework for the release of hostages. Though the Israeli side says significant gaps remain between the parties. Officials are now hoping to build momentum toward a broader agreement, but it won't be easy. How are you going to have an agreement with people that are willing to mutilate their own kids, their own, their own daughters, and they don't want them to read? how they treat their wives and their mothers. You're going to have an agreement? Uh, I don't think you're going to have an agreement. 
I think the Israelis figured it out, though. IDF, these three men were all affiliated with Hamas and they were planning an imminent terror attack, something uh, that was seen like October 7. So this is, of course, very, very worrying. The IDF says that one of them actually had a gun on him. IDF doing things the Americans won't do. Thank God. We'll be back in 21 hours.